Sawadekab and welcome to another episode here for the Fungipod, Mindful Media and Communication. And as you see from the title, we are jumping into, well, emotional truth, stand-up comedies, alternative facts, ethics and storytelling. Pick one. We are, we, are, we are trying to figure it all out today in this in this episode, right? So yeah, welcome to the Funk Report, the show where we you know dissect all kind of media theories. We delve into digital ethics because that's what we've been doing for the last few episodes quite a lot. But hey, ethics matter. Ethics are important. And generally, you know, here on the pod, we geek out about like the state of modern media landscape, what's happening current developments and so on. You know me by now, media prof by day and what am I by night? I don't know. Stand-up comedy hater apparently by now. Um let you let me know what I am what I am by night. And I don't want I, I don't want to say the word. Maybe I should say it. Let's say it. Scandal. Do we have a scandal at our hands? Do we have a Hassan Minhaj scandal at our hands? Hmm. Yeah, we're jumping right now, we're jumping into that steaming hot controversy um, surrounding stand-up comedian Hazan Minhaj, who, who has come under like fire for embellishing stories about his life, his upbringing, and so on. So fabricated tales in a comedy routine, right? Who would have thunk it, thought it? Who did think about it? Who would have thought that this might happen? But hey... Is that all? Is it really just making up stories for the sake of comedy or is there more to it? And why is it a big deal right now? And that's what I'm going to try to like figure out with you, with you right now. Okay. So what happened? Okay. So let's, let's set the stage. Okay. So Hasan Minhaj, acclaimed comedian, a former daily show correspondent. He had his own show, Netflix Patriot Act is under the magnifying glass right now for allegedly fabricating stories about his past, yeah, particularly his family life and his upbringing, like things that happened with, with slash to his family and in, in his upbringing. So, okay, but let, let's be real, right? Um, embellishing for effect is as old as storytelling itself. But of course, we're in an era right now where everything is scrutinized, right? And credibility is a very, very, very fragile thing right now. So when the audience discovers that, that the stories were not entirely true, it, it feels a bit like a betrayal, right? You feel sympathetic for the man, for his stories, and now you're like, hey, so all this stuff that made me like you wasn't really true? And that's what kind of get the internet buzzing, right? Twitter slash X is ablaze and people are debating the, the role of truth and comedy right now, which is kind of like a paradox, right? But more on this in, in a moment. But like, I mean, even like big podcasts, like comedy podcasts, such as so Flagrant, for example, with, with uh, Andrew Schultz and... Um, Akash Singh and all the other 17 people that are that are talking there, um, they talked about it, right? So, yeah, embellishing, fine, adding something to it, fine, but making up complete fake background stories, maybe not fine. Right? Hmm. The thing is, comedy often gets this pass for for being just jokes, right? But when it like crosses into the into the realm of personal stories. It hits, it hits different. It's not just a made-up story. It's like, dude, you betrayed me. You, you made up a personal story. I believed you. 
And now it's not true. So we, we now start questioning kind of, right? Where's the line? Where, where's the line? Where do we draw the line? And this leads me to the point now to talk about, well, yeah, media ethics and maybe even what's emotional truth. So Hassan Minhaj, right, he argues that the stories that he tells on stage, told on stage, while not factually accurate, they convey emotional truth. It must be one of my favorite words right now. It's like, it's like applying makeup to a narrative, okay? It enhances the features, but doesn't quite reflect the bare face, if you will. And that, in my opinion, and feel free to let me know if I'm right or, or if you disagree with me, um, but in my opinion, that's dangerously close to that notion that we had back then to like alternative facts, which we saw like wreak havoc in the political landscape, if you remember, a few years ago. I mean, we, we're kind of like eroding the, the importance of truth in storytelling, aren't we? It's like, oh, hey, that really didn't happen, but it kind of supports my story. So I'm just going to talk about it over and over again to make people believe it. Like, ah, ah, it's, hmm, it, it, yeah, you know, you can see it from my face, probably, if you're watching the video, please don't watch it, just listen, because... I'm shook because, yeah, I like storytelling and storytelling is important, but faking it and trying to get like this emotional connection because of your fake backstory. So again, making up your funny stories, all good, but like your fake backstory. Yeah, and there's more to it because, well, I hope you, you, you're theory nerds because if you are theory nerds, buckle up, there's more. So Walter Fisher, right? Um, Back then, came up with a few interesting communication theories. One of them is the, the narrative paradigm theory. Okay, that's an important one in this case, the narrative paradigm theory. And this theory argues that storytelling is the essence of communication. And we talked about this on this podcast before. But here's the catch. He says the story has to resonate on two levels. Okay, coherence and fidelity. So coherence is straightforward. Right, So if, if Minaj claimed he was raised by wolves in downtown LA, for example, we'd have an issue. But he told plausible stories that they were internally consistent. Like, okay, yeah, brown kid growing up in the US, blah, blah, and so on. Okay, yeah, cool. Then where he slipped up is kind of like the fidelity aspect. Okay, That's about how, how well the story aligns with the world as we know it. And his stories, they, they do resonate or they resonate because people thought they were true. Right? So, for example, that story from his first special Homecoming King, right? Where he said that he was dating like this white girl or he wanted to ask her out for prom and then he got denied like on the porch where he, he arrived and then she had some other dude there and, and something because the parents didn't want her to go out with a brown boy. That's what he said. But turned out it wasn't true. Like that lady actually said it wasn't, that wasn't true at all. She rejected him before and she's actually married to an Indian American. So, um, so that wasn't that wasn't really true, but it felt like it fits the upbringing of the poor, how he called himself brown boy in the US. But now it turns out it wasn't true. So now the question is, is it ethical for comedians to like blur those lines, to cross the line, to, to move the line? Like, where do we draw the line? <laughs> and I think that's a le le legitimate question because you know, should comedians be held to the same 
ethical standards as journalists? Now, initially you would say no, right? But let me make a point. Biggest podcast on the planet, and I'm just being that, but I mean, for sure, Joe Rogan, who's a stand-up comedian, flagrant, probably also up there when it comes to viewerships, Brilliant Idiots, also another Andrew Schultz one with Charlemagne. And I know they say we're just flagrant for fun and we're the brilliant idiots, so if it's not true, we're the idiots. Yeah, but if you have so many viewers that you influence, don't you, don't you have, I don't know, don't you need to uphold the standards or certain standards at least? And I'm not saying they have, I'm, I'm just putting out the question, right? Do, do we need a, a comedy version of the Hippocratic Oath? <laughs> yeah, we give comedians latitude because they make us laugh, right? But when does this latitude become like a slippery slope is the question. And so it's an actual question I'm asking, so please let me know the answer. And... This led, because we're still geeking out, right, over communication and media theories. So, so segueing into like Jürgen Habermas, um, who's like very famous when it comes to communication and media theories. Um, he kind of like coined the, the public sphere theory, okay? So he said, well, the public sphere is a marketplace of ideas, right? So the public sphere meaning everything that's public out there where you communicate, right? So comedy clubs, Clubs, there was German sort of comedy clubs, like Twitter feeds, podcasts, YouTube videos. They all act as like the, those mini public spheres, okay? So when someone like Hassan Minhaj, who has like a huge platform, obviously, you know, such as facts, it's not just about him, okay? It's about the integrity of these public discussions. So how do we trust this, this public marketplace if some of the goods are like, are like counterfeit goods. You see what I'm saying? Like if you go to a marketplace, and we have a very famous market here in Bangkok, for example, Chuck Market, I don't go there to buy an actual Rolex or an actual, I know, Apple AirPod or whatever, because I know everything is fake. So once you know everything is fake there, you just go with, you have, go with the intention of, like, I'm going to buy something cheap, nothing real, it's all fake. So now if... This applies to like the, the public sphere that we consume comedy in, for example. So it's all on YouTube. So are we just saying like all the comedy videos on YouTube are BS? Does it matter though, right? If it's BS, but it still entertains, it's a difficult question, as you can see. And before we come to a conclusion in, in just a bit, or like a quick takeaway, because concluding is a difficult, but... There's one more, one more theory I wanted to throw at you, at you because you're knowing out right now, which is the spiral of silent theory. And we talked about this theory on the podcast before, if you remember. I'm sure you remember. So when emotional truth gain traction, right, more people than buy into it, they can, of course, marginalize opposing factual accounts, making it harder to like, differentiate between reality and illusion. And this is actually what happens because... In this very case, for example, in the Hassan Minhaj case, so what apparently happened, transpired, is that he used a real picture of that person that denied him to go to prom and her husband. It was blurred, apparently, in the background of when he did his show or special or whatever it was. And people still found out about it and were harass harassing her, that person who denied him back then. And she said, no, no. 
A, that's not okay anyways, but she also said, well, her side of story completely different. She didn't lead him on. She told him early on that she's not interested and so on. And so he just embellished the story. And again, could be fun, but then if you impact the life of an actual person, don't we cross the line? So it's, it's, it's the ethics. And you see me stunned, right? Because I, I, I don't, I'm a big stand-up comedy fan. So I don't want to say stand-up comedians always have to tell the truth because of course they, have, they don't have to do that. But if it's like personal background stories that affect actual lives, maybe ethics are a good thing to think about, Hassan Minhaj, right? So I did, you know this old saying, right? Like the lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes, right? The truth never, never going to catch up to a lie. And now I sound like an old person, but even in, especially in today's digital age, that lie can go around the globe several times before the truth even wakes up, right? We, we know that. And ah, it's just very annoying that all the things I like in this case, which is stand-up comedy and the internet, obviously, now just lead to something that I don't like. It's really, really, frust really frustrating. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm struggling again because there's no, there's no final conclusion or something. I mean, there's no this one way to solve this problem, right? I mean, we dissected this, we discussed it now, and, and hopefully shed some light on why there is a discussion when, when it comes to this, this tangled web of of comedy, ethics, and public discourse even, right? But you can see, like, also from the times that I, that I get stuck right now, it's, it's, a, it's a complex issue. And as consumers of media, be it, like, comedy, news, anything in between, we, we need to be, like, vigilant in, in this area of well, fake news. And that's the, that terrible word again. Fake news and alternative facts, right? Because you need to have a discerning mind, and your discerning mind is always your best defense. And I hate to always bring it up, but even when... Consuming comedy, we have to we have to think about it. <laughs> Isn't it frustrating? And then maybe just just maybe the next time we love it, like a comedian's true story, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Or in this case, maybe even a whole salt shaker, because apparently you can't trust anything or anyone. So let's 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 face it. Orange is in the new black. Skepticism is the new black. And having that said, I'm gonna go cry now. That's it for, for this episode. Let me let me know your thoughts because it's really, really, really sad that such a great art form, such a great form of storytelling comes now under scrutiny just because of that. And the thing is that he's not even apologizing. He's still saying, like, yeah, that's emotional truth, so I stick to it. <sighs> Let me know your thoughts. Am I, am I exaggerating? Like, do you think, no, that's fine. You just made up some stuff. It's everyone's making up stuff. Yes, but not those emotional background stories. You make up jokes. You make up the punchlines or you make up the setup for the punchline. Or Yes, but not like the emotional background story. Let me know. So again, let me know your thoughts. What do you think? Emotional truth, totally fine. Or like, no, there needs to be like some Hippocratic also comedians or something like this. Um, as always, looking forward to the discussion on social media at Funkitpod. Email funkitpod at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Tell Hassan Minhaj to subscribe and come on the podcast and um, leave, a, yeah, leave, leave a review if you can. It would be fantastic. Until then, 
Let's go cry together. Stay safe. Take care. Sorry, Cup.